Based on some of Shane Beamer's recent comments and a couple of other factors, it appears that Marquis Anderson could play a pivotal role for South Carolina's offense in 2023. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen or watch here today. We are free and available on YouTube and also wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. South Carolina's 2023 recruiting class was one of the best ones that the Gamecocks have reeled in in several years as the Gamecocks pulled in the 16th ranked recruiting class according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. One of the things that stood out the most in this class was South Carolina's offensive line haul as they brought in a group of guys that was highlighted by Jatavius Schiffers, Trevon Baugh, Oluwatson Babalade, and the crown jewel of the group was Dorman High School's Marquis Anderson. And when looking at what Marquis Anderson brings to the field and what Shane Beamer said recently, Marquis Anderson is going to play a key role in South Carolina's offense both next season and for the next several years to come. In the first part of today's show, we're going to start off with what he could do for the Gamecocks this upcoming fall. Shane Beamer made his most recent welcome home tour stop in Greenville, South Carolina just a few days ago. And while he was there, he was approached by some of the local media and was asked a few questions regarding South Carolina's football team. And with where he was located, he was asked a question about Dorman High School alum Marquis Anderson, who enrolled early at South Carolina back in January and went through spring ball with the football team. And when Shane Beamer was asked whether or not he could potentially play for South Carolina this upcoming fall, he had no hesitation regarding his answer. Marquis Anderson, the value of yeah. getting him in spring based on the injuries and attrition on the offensive line. So, I mean, what is the realistic possibility he sees quality playing time come the fall? Yeah, no, Marquis will play um, this year. He's uh, what a really good player from from Dorman what a great young man he's so smart that's the thing it was obviously a benefit for him going through spring practice with us but he's just so football intelligent like he's really really smart from a football standpoint and academic standpoint um but uh going through spring practice was a great benefit for him he's a really good player and uh, with our depth on the offensive line he's gonna play this year and and uh you know it's it's harder for true freshmen to play the closer they are to the ball in my opinion meaning linemen but if anybody can do it it's marquee and and uh couldn't be more excited about you know having someone from Dorman in our program and couldn't be more excited about it being him now there was a couple things that stood out to me when listening to this clip or soundbite from Shane Beamer firstly how much he commended Marquis Anderson's football IQ, which I gotta say, when it comes to true freshmen in college football, especially in the SEC, if you want to find your way on the football field quickly, having a high football IQ is probably the best way 
to earning that kind of role for your team. The other thing that stood out to me is the obvious fact that he said that he will play. He did not say, well, I think that he might be able to find a way on the football field. He did not hesitate. He did not beat around the bush. Shane Beamer said he is going to play this next season. Now, why is Marquis Anderson going to play an integral role for this team specifically? There's a couple different answers you could probably give here, but the biggest answer I think was said by Shane Beamer in that clip, which is that there is a lack of depth in South Carolina's offensive line. And one of the traits that Marquis Anderson brings from his high school days is the fact that he is positionally versatile. In his junior season, Marquis Anderson played every single position on Dorman's offensive line except for the center spot. And I have to imagine it was basically the same way throughout his senior year of high school. And when you look at South Carolina's depth chart, specifically left guard, left tackle, and right guard, there's definitely some playing time to be had here. At left guard right now, it is basically Nick Gargiulo, the transfer from Yale, being listed as the starter here, with Marquis Anderson as the primary backup at this spot. At left tackle, it's even a bit more questionable. You've got Ja'Kai Moore, who is likely going to get the first crack at starting here after Jalen Nichols obviously was knocked out of the spring game and likely a good chunk of this upcoming season with a lower body injury. You also now have Jackson Hughes, the Charlotte transfer, who could potentially be a fixture at that spot. But Mark Anderson also got some snaps at left tackle as well throughout spring practice. So, while he might not be one of the first two guys at that spot, there's no question that he might be an emergency third option, so to speak, if things were to, unfortunately for the Gamecocks, get even worse at that position. And then going to right guard. Obviously, based on spring practice reps, Trey Jones is likely going to get the first crack at this spot. But the backup behind Trey Jones right now seems to be up in the air because South Carolina, the only scholarship player that took snaps at right guard behind Trey Jones in spring practice was John Darius Morgan, who to this point, if he has played at all in any live games in the fall, it's probably been mainly on special teams. Otherwise, you got a bunch of walk-ons at this position. And so... Marquis Anderson, you know, who knows? If things don't go great at that right guard spot the first few games of the season, he could potentially find himself playing that spot as well. I've talked about this before on the show. I'm concerned about South Carolina's offensive line unit heading into this next football season. And again, Obviously, the Gamecocks have Spencer Rattler at quarterback and Antoine Juice was a wide receiver. And there's a lot of other teams out there in the sport of college football right now that would love to have both of those guys on their roster. But again, if you do not have the offensive line, if you do not have the pass protection and the run game to go along with your passing game to help take some of the load off of your quarterback, no matter how talented he is, then South Carolina is going to be capped in terms of their potential outlook for the 2023 season. And Marquis Anderson, because of the skills and the athletic traits that he possesses, could help out South Carolina's offensive line a great deal. Shane Beaver mentioned the high football IQ plenty of times in the clip I showed y'all earlier, but he also has displayed 
good hand placement. He has decent leverage. He runs his feet consistently throughout plays. He also can run really well downhill and also explode off of the line of scrimmage both downhill or vertically and also horizontally or running towards the sideline. So, Marky Anderson has the technique and athleticism to, at the minimum, be a high-level run blocker, and he has the athletic floor to become just as good of a pass protector as he is a run blocker at this moment in time. So, again, because of the lack of depth, because of his skill set, and based on what Shane Bieber said this past week at his Welcome Home Tour stop in Greenville, Mark Anderson is going to play a massive role for this team on the offensive side of the ball this upcoming season. Now, based on South Carolina's recent history in bringing in blue-chip offensive line talent, what can we expect from Marquis Anderson in terms of his career outlook? Based on the numbers, it'd be quite a good one. And South Carolina fans, I think, would love the answer. And we're going to dive into that question in more detail in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. All right, look, I know that there are some people out there that are probably ready to turn over new leaf when it comes to their health and wellness, and maybe just their overall daily lifestyle. And so because of that, maybe you've gone into your snack cabinet recently and you've tossed out a bunch of stuff that you don't feel like is the best thing for you. But now you're looking for some new snacks to fill up that snack cupboard. Well, I've got the perfect thing for you that can replace that old snack food that you had and also help you maybe get in better shape. And that would be Built Bar. Built Bar is one of the best protein bars that you can get out there right now. They're 130 calories, have 17 grams of protein, and they only include 4 grams of sugar. But the thing about Built Bar that separates them from other protein bars is they got a ton of flavors to choose from. They've got churro, they've got banana cream pie, they've got mint chocolate chip, they've got coconut, they've got cookie joe chunk puffs, they've got every flavor you could possibly imagine. And here's the other thing. You can go online today at Built.com to get Built Bar right now, or you can drive to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself some Built Bars. At Walmart, you'll find Built Bar in the pharmacy section where you can grab yourself a 4-bar box. At Sam's Club, you can grab yourself a 13-bar box. I promise you, you're going to thank me later because Built Bar is where tasty is the new healthy. Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And real quickly, a special thank you to all of you everydayers for checking out the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, whether it be on audio podcast apps or on YouTube. All right, let's continue our conversation regarding Marquis Anderson and now his potential career outlook based on his recruiting status, his blue chip status coming out of high school. And in order to try to figure out what his career outlook might be, I went back and looked at South Carolina's top six offensive line recruits they have ever signed outside of Marquis Anderson. And the numbers are quite stellar in terms of their reliability over their career. Going all the way through the 2023 class, 
the highest rated offensive lineman South Carolina has ever signed is Brandon Shell, who was a part of the 2011 recruiting class. Now, he redshirted as a true freshman due to a shoulder injury, but he appeared in 52 career games and started 38 of them. The next player on the list is Dylan Wonham, who was a part of the 2019 recruiting class. He played in nine games and started seven of them as a true freshman and appeared in 42 games overall and started 40 games in his career. Then you have Brock Stadnick, who was a part of the 2012 recruiting class. He appeared in 13 career games and did not play as a true freshman and just did not pan out like the other guys on this list. Then you have Marquis Anderson, who is currently the fourth highest rated offensive line signing of all time in South Carolina football program history. Behind him is A.J. Can, who was a stellar offensive lineman for South Carolina. Part of that 2010 recruiting class, he played in 52 career games and started 51 of them. Garrett Anderson, an underrated offensive lineman from the early years of the Steve Spurrier era. He signed in the 2006 recruiting class. He played in 13 games and started four of them as a true freshman and played in 38 games over his first three years in college and started 35 of those 38 games. I could not find any stats for his senior season, so the numbers will be left at that. And then you have Donnell Stanley, who was a part of the 2014 recruiting class. He redshirted his freshman year due to a wrist injury, but appeared in 50 career games and started 38 of them. So you get the overall point with all the guys that I just listed. For the most part, all these guys had long and prosperous football careers at South Carolina outside of Brock Stadnick. So I went real quickly and averaged the career playing stats for Brandon Shell, Dylan Wonham, AJ Can, and Donnell Stanley since I had four years worth of stats to go off of for each of these guys. And with these four guys, they averaged out a career line of 49 appearances and 41 and three quarter starts in their career. So when you look at the numbers for all of these former blue chip signees here at South Carolina and everything I mentioned back in the opening portion of today's show, Marky Anderson could very well be a starter by the end of the 2023 season. Certainly don't think that there's any doubt about that. And the other thing we haven't even talked about up to this point is guys are going to get hurt throughout the football season. We've already seen it happen with Jalen Nichols, and that was just in the spring game. And obviously, we don't want that to take place, but that is going to happen. So if Trey Jones goes down at right guard, or maybe, gosh forbid, Nick Gargiulo goes down at left guard, if either one of those guys go down, I would not be stunned if the first guy that gets put into either one of those spots is Marky Anderson. Again, at left tackle, it would take more than one injury there before Marky Anderson probably sees the field at that spot. But it is definitely not out of the realm of possibility that freshman Marky Anderson plays in multiple games and also starts multiple games for the Gamecocks on the offensive side of the ball in 2023. Alrighty, now we've talked a lot about a current member on South Carolina's football team, but let's now talk about a big-time recruiting development that took place for South Carolina's football program this past weekend. As South Carolina is now receiving interest from 2024 wide receiver Keelan Adams out of Virginia, 
And he is a player who can be a threat at all three levels of the field, potentially in Dow Loggins' offense, should he wind up in Columbia. So let's start off with the actual development side of things. This past Friday, Keelan Adams tweeted that he was visiting South Carolina and then later on subsequently released a top five that included the Gamecocks after he had narrowed down his list to Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, Penn State, and West Virginia just a few months ago. So basically, at one point, Keelan Adams was not really looking that seriously at South Carolina, but this past weekend's visit has clearly given him something to think about, as he now included to them in his new top five, which includes South Carolina, obviously, Alabama, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, and Ohio State. But Keelan Adams also liked a lot of Gamecock-related tweets on Twitter this past weekend. I know some of you are going to sit there and say, Andrew, that does not mean anything until he either commits or he signs on the dotted line. That old cliche that gets thrown out about 15,000 times every recruiting cycle. But these days, that stuff does matter. And what I think it at least does convey is that Keelan Adams has interest in South Carolina's football program. And when looking at some of his film from this past season at Green Run High School in Virginia Beach, Virginia, it is clear that Keelan Adams can offer a lot in terms of an offense's passing game. He's got deceiving agility that allows him to make defenders miss after the catch and in the open field. Keelan Adams also has great hand-eye coordination that helps him make tough over-the-shoulder catches and back-shoulder grabs as well down the field. His bursts of acceleration make him a weapon on both double-move routes or screens in the offensive backfield. And to go along with all of those skills, Keelan Adams is also a real crisp route runner, which is something, obviously, that can make you a much more lethal receiving threat at this position. So, overall, when watching this film, the one thing that admittedly did concern me a little bit with Keelan Adams had nothing to do with him specifically as a prospect, but more so who he was facing in this past high school football season at Green Run, because it does not seem like that his high school faces the stiffest of competition up there in Virginia Beach, and there were some plays that he made this past fall that Honestly, if he had faced players of equal talent, he probably would not have made. But either way, Keelan Adams possesses traits that can make him a threat at all three levels of the passing game at the college level. His agility and acceleration combined make him a threat both in the screen game and also on yak routes, which is basically routes that will have a receiver continuously running throughout a certain portion of the field and will use other routes to get defenders cleared out of the area so that the quarterback has an easy, simple pass to make to Adams in this case, and he can get a bunch of yards after the catch. This can happen in both the short and intermediate range. And then when you look at his route running and his hand-eye coordination, Adams can also be a threat in the deep passing game as well. So when it comes to overall fit and whether or not he could slide right into South Carolina's offense, I think that he could absolutely be a good player 
in Dow Loggins' offensive scheme. Because Dow Loggins, again, he's talked about this multiple times since he became the offensive coordinator at South Carolina. He wants this offense to somewhat be space and pace, where he uses the entire length of the field, both horizontally and also vertically, and at times will selectively use tempo to try to speed things up and get the offense into even more of a rhythm in this case. And Keelan Adams, in my opinion, would fit quite well in that kind of offense. He could be a guy that can be a downfield receiving threat in the deep passing game off play action concepts, but he's also a guy that can catch a tunnel screen or catch bubble screens real quickly out of the backfield. And again, with the shiftiness that he has in his arsenal, he can help to get positive yardage for his offense pretty much every single time that he touches the ball in that aspect of the passing game. So all in all, Keelan Adams is going to be a receiving prospect for Gamecock fans to watch moving forward. And I also believe that with the announcement of his final five schools, that he also did announce a commitment date. And I believe right now that commitment date is July the 13th. And what do we know about Shane Beamer and this coaching staff when it comes to recruiting? Well, these guys, they kill the month of June when it comes to landing high school football prospects. And they also can carry that over into the month of July, as they showed this past year, I believe, with guys like Dante Reno and Grayson Pup Howard. So, needless to say, I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all that the Gamecocks are in the driver's seat here by any means, but I do think it's fair to say they are definitely in the game here for Keelan Adams. One last thing to note here before we end the show, I don't believe that the Gamecocks are, say, pursuing Keelan Adams because they are all of a sudden now concerned about losing out on Jonathan Paylor or Parker Livingston. I know there are some fans out there that when they hear about something like this, especially in years past, they would sit there and say, this must mean that we're not doing good for another prospect. What's going on here? I promise y'all, at least from what I've seen and read so far, that is not the case. This is simply now another wide receiver target that the Gamecock coaching staff can add to their board as another guy that has mutual interest between himself and obviously South Carolina's football program. So, this is obviously a good thing for the Gamecocks because, who knows, let's say maybe they land Jonathan Paylor out of North Carolina, but they lose out on Parker Livingston and he stays in his home state and goes to the Longhorns in this hypothetical. Keelan Adams is now another wide receiver on their board that they can now push harder for if it plays out in that fashion. But with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I bet y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What are y'all's thoughts on Marquis Anderson? And what should Beamer had to say recently about the young true freshman offensive lineman? What do you think he could do for the Gamecocks both this upcoming season and throughout his entire career here in Columbia? And also, what are your thoughts on this new wide receiver target in Keelan Adams? Let me know your thoughts on both of those guys down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app, you can shoot me a direct message on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC and I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. Once again, thank y'all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. Have a great rest of your Monday and a fantastic start to the work week. I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast.